Good morning. It's early yet to read too much into fundraising, but there are twice as many Democrats running for office in Loudoun as Republicans, and as of the new year, they have raised 12 times as much money. For Friday, January 18th, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. Did you know that Loudoun County has some of the lowest charitable giving rates in Virginia? It's true. I'm Amy Owen, president of the Community Foundation, inviting you to take a few minutes to learn more at facesofloudoun.org. Not only do we share the data, but dozens of stories that portray our neighbors in need here at home, citizens who are leaders in philanthropy and volunteers who make a difference every day. Help make Loudoun County one of the most charitable in Virginia. Visit facesofloudon.org, a program of the Community Foundation for Loudon and Northern Fauquier Counties. We connect donors who care with causes that matter. Today's Morning Minute is brought to you by the Community Foundation for Loudon and Northern Fauquier Counties. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. Campaign finance reports due this week show Democratic candidates both outnumbering and outraising Republicans in the second half of 2018 as we gear up for the 2019 elections. In November, we will elect people for the Board of Supervisors, local constitutional officers, and the State House of Delegates and Senate. We'll also elect school board members, but school board elections are at least nominally nonpartisan, so I've left them out of this. Clerk of the Circuit Court Gary Clemens also has an eight-year term and will not face election this year. The Virginia Public Access Project counts 27 Democrats running for those local offices and House of Delegates and Senate districts with territory in Loudoun. Only 12 Republicans are listed in those races so far, and only one of them is not already in office, Republican Board of Supervisors at-large candidate John Whitbeck. But while there are more than twice as many Democrats running, they have outpaced Republicans in fundraising by even more. Ignoring the four Democrats and one Republican who reported no fundraising in that period, in the second half of last year, Democrats raised on average more than six times as much as Republicans and more than 12 times as much as Republicans overall. This may be affected by the fact that most of the Republicans are, in one form or another, incumbents. They have campaign committees already, even if they haven't started seriously fundraising for this November. And the Republican field, which is heavy on incumbents, lags behind Democrats by less in terms of money in the bank. On average, Democratic candidates had 124% as much cash on hand at the end of the year as Republicans, rather than 12 times as much. Incumbent County Supervisor Suzanne Volpe in the Algonquin District, in fact, whose campaign committee reported raising only $1,811 in that period, nonetheless ended the year with more than $142,000 on hand, the biggest war chest of any candidate in any race. The biggest fundraiser of the period by far was Senator Jennifer Boisco, who earlier this month won a special election to state Senate and spent the latter part of 2018 campaigning for the seat. Two Boisco-affiliated committees reported a total of more than $529,000 in fundraising, with just under $114,000 on hand at the end of the year. Delegate John Bell's campaign for state Senate also trumpeted its fundraising efforts, which, uh, they said, set a number of records like most money ever raised and from the most unique contributors ever by a state challenger campaign the year before a general election. That campaign also recorded its first contributions in the last four days of August, almost two months into the filing period. Bell raised more than $161,000 in that time and ended the year with almost $102,000 in the bank. He is running to fill the seat of retiring Senator Richard Black and is running against two other Democrats and Loudoun Supervisor Ron Meyer. 
A couple more caveats, many incumbents have not yet begun openly campaigning, and we can probably expect to see more people announcing they're running for office between now and the filing deadline, which is in June. Go to loudnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, an unnamed suspect exchanged gunfire with law enforcement in Paonian Springs yesterday afternoon before surrendering. According to the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office, at about 3.30 p.m., deputies were called to Peacock Circle, where a person reportedly pulled guns out of a trailer on the property. A witness reported the individual was armed and had fired a shot prior to the arrival of deputies. According to the preliminary report, the suspect fired several rounds, including shots at deputies. The deputies returned fire before the suspect barricaded himself inside the trailer. Sheriff's Office negotiators and crisis intervention deputies were brought to the scene. The suspect then surrendered without further incident. The suspect sustained an injury believed to be non-life-threatening and was transported to a hospital. County supervisors are getting ready for their turn to work on the county's next comprehensive plan, The Planning Commission is working on the plan now and is expected to finish its work in February and hand the plan over to the county board in March. On Tuesday, the board's Transportation and Land Use Committee got a preview of what's coming, although a crucial step for the Planning Commission still remains. Commissioners have advocated for allowing thousands more homes and more industry to include data centers in part of the transition policy area, which forms the divide and the buffer between rural west and suburban east. Their draft proposal includes uh, some neighborhoods with as many as four to eight homes an acre. Supervisors, conservationists, and members of the public have questioned whether that type of development is right for the transition policy area, which traditionally has been characterized by open space and lower-density neighborhoods. Deputy County Administrator Charles Yed said the range of four to eight units an acre is typically where you make the jump from single-family houses to townhouses. That planning is in response to market studies that showed the demand for housing is expected to far outpace the supply in Loudoun unless development policies change. Commissioners are expecting an analysis of their plan's fiscal and transportation impact in February and will then have to make their final adjustments before making their formal recommendation to the Board of Supervisors. And it's time to nominate a farmer for the fourth season of Loudoun's award-winning Farmer Trading Card Program. This year, for the first time, nominations are open to Loudoun residents. The cards display farmers who can serve as examples to kids of what a farmer is and what they do. Nominations are open until January 25th at biz.loudoun.gov farmer cards. Uh, you can find that link in the store on our website. Loudoun Economic Development Executive Director Buddy Reiser said finding the next generation of farmers is important to the future of Loudoun. And if we want to raise a generation of kids who understand where their food comes from, it's important to help them engage. And the farmer trading cards, he says, help them do that. The farmer trading cards are distributed to elementary school students each spring to coincide with the start of baseball season. Many of the farmers on those trading cards make personal appearances at schools to autograph their cards. The criteria for eligibility are that the nominee live and farm in Loudoun County. Alcohol-related businesses are not eligible because the trading cards will be distributed to minors, of course. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's Get Out Loudoun calendar, Hard Swim and Fish will be playing the blues at Monk's Barbecue in Percival at 8 p.m. That's all. Go see them. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, track down a Rookie Year podcast trading card to tell all your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay. 
Have a great weekend and have a great day. 